welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi everyone, I'm Sue Omenson. In this series, we have been talking about ways to get outside in nature, from running to bird watching to observing butterflies. As we record today's episode, it's mid-April with trees budding and wildflowers blooming. I'm happy to have the chance to take a walk in the woods with our Nature Center manager, Angelique Harshman. Angelique leads our wildflower walks at the Naperville Park District, and we'll talk about the amazing wildflowers found in the woods in our area and what we can learn about them. So thanks for taking this walk, Angelique. Thanks, Sue. It's nice to be here. Nice to have you join me. We are right now standing in the Lower Grove. It's our picnic area at Knocknose Park. It's behind the Nature Center. And people tend to come here each spring because we have beautiful display of Virginia bluebells in this area. Uh, they are starting to get flower beds and starting to open, but the general peak time for them is at the end of April. And there's some other wildflowers here as well. One of the small, tiny white ones that you see is called Spring Beauty. And it has pink pollen if you get close enough to it. You're gonna have to get close to the ground. And we also have out here one of our non-native wildflowers out here is Lesser Celandine. It's actually very pretty and comes in kind of green, glossy clumps, kind of heart-shaped leaves with a pretty yellow flower. But it's escaped from people's yard and we just don't want it to take over all the natives that are here. And right around all these natives are some little holes and they're actually some of our native bees and they've um, made little holes with piles of dirt around them. Um, we have 4,000 species of native bees in North America, and they're the ones helping to pollinate our native flowers. Um, the honeybee might do it too, but of course they're from Europe. They're a non-native species. So we're gonna go up and over the bridge. That's um, the smaller wooden bridge that goes from the lower grove to our upper grove picnic area. And if you take a ride at the top of that bridge and walk down the trail, you're going to see some more wildflowers off to the right as well. And one of the ones that we see right here is Dutchman's Breeches. So it has very kind of feathery, almost looking ferny leaves. And sometimes they have a bit of a bluish tinge to them. And then the flower stalk kind of pokes up out of there above those leaves and they look like upside down pants and they're kind of white at the top of the bottom of the pants and then the the waist area of the pants um, is kind of a yellowish color. They are kind of puffy like Dutchman's breeches. It's it's a great name. It is. <laughs> and if we continue walking along this trail here, we're also going to see another native wildflower poking up through the leaf litter. It definitely has a heart-shaped leaf, a little bit bigger, probably about two inches across. And this is wild ginger. And these right here do not have any flowers yet, but you can actually see the flower buds. So if you look at those hairy stalks and kind of go down towards the ground, you might see a oh, yeah, see hairy it. oval there. That's gonna turn into that flower that has, it's in a triangle shape. And it's so low to the ground. Um, and I imagine, I'm not sure, I can't remember if this one has a smell or not, but um, I think it does actually. And it's not a very good smell because it attracts flies and beetles. And for many of our native wildflowers, ants distribute the seeds. 
So ants carry those seeds. That's really they will. Uh -huh. A lot of them have like kind of fleshy appendages to them that the ants eat, and then they leave the seeds behind. So that helps to mm. distribute the wildflowers. Although these wild native wildflowers are all perennials, so they come back year after year. And many of them have root systems, underground rhizomes and root networks that allow them uh, to continue growing mm. year after year. Would you say that these um, early spring flowers um, are up earlier than normal or about at the right time? They're about the typical time. Um, they're coming out before the trees start leafing out and shading the ground. So like all plants, their goal is to produce seeds and kind of propagate their species. So they're coming up, they're growing, they're um, growing flowers, um, hopefully getting pollinated and then producing seeds. So then that all happens uh, probably in the month of April and a little bit into May. It's like, a, yeah, it's about a two to three month period of time. So it's, it's as they say, with ephemerals, very fleeting time period mm -hmm. before they need to do all that growth before those leaves come out. Here we've got another uh, spring wildflower. Kind of reminds me of something out of a Dr. Seuss story. It does. <laughs> so some people call it an umbrella tree. These are called May apples. It does look like they have little apples hanging from them. They, yeah, in the middle there. So when you've got two of them, right in the fork and in, in between, you can actually see right there is the flower bud. Um, yes. And that has not opened yet. And it will form what some people call, that's how it got that name, the little apples, which are poisonous until they're fully ripe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently the settlers did make jam out of them. Obviously had they had to know exactly when they were ripe. <laughs> Interesting that it changes over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of our native wildflowers do tend to be poisonous. Probably that's to help keep animals from eating them since not much else is up in the early spring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and for for those going out in the woods to look for wildflowers on their own, what details are helpful to notice? For spring wildflowers, you're going to, of course, notice the blossoms. Right. Um, and some of them are big and showy and some not so much. Some of them do have very unique leaf patterns like the, the um, Dutchman's breeches, which kind of, you know, draws your eye. And you're going to also, um, you know, look for low to the ground. So leaf shape and blossom, if there is one, will help you identify. So here we're, we've walked um, along that trail and kind of up and over the DuPage River Trail, that paved path. And here across the way, we can see a number. This is a really good area. It's been cleared. Um, in the distance, I see a bunch of those May apples that mm. look like umbrellas. Right here in front of us, this is called uh, Cutleaf Toothwort. Wow, that's a tongue twister. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see how jagged those leaves are. Right. You can see this flower stalk has kind of come up and kind of almost a bell-shaped flower. They're white. And this, the presence of this particular flower indicates that this area was not mowed or, um, you know, it wasn't disturbed very much. So that's kind of... Uh, so these, these flowers have been growing here for a long time. Yes, and these native wildflowers can, can live for a very, very long time. Oftentimes they cannot bloom until they've grown for a number of oh, years because of that short time period. We also have a Virginia water leaf here. So it's um, a long leaf with a, also kind of tooth, but bigger, bigger broader 
leaflets than the toothwort. And it looks like somebody dropped water on it. It looks like there's water splotches it on does. it. It does. Yeah, little light spots. Mm-hmm. They haven't flowered yet, but they're pretty distinctive. When they first come up, they'll have those spots on them. As they grow bigger and get a little older, they will not have those spots. Okay. And I see in the distance here a um, bloodroot. They have big, showy flowers that apparently smell well. I have never gotten quite that close to one to, to smell it. Very fragrant. But I see the flower stem comes up first, and this one's actually already gone to seed. And the leaf kind of wraps around that flower stem. And it's this big oh, yeah. kind of palmate leaf here. And that will continue to grow. Um, during the spring and into the summer a little bit before it dies back. What about that one over there with a the bud on top? That is a trillium. Oh, yeah. The main trillium we have here, I think we have a couple different kinds, but that's probably the prairie trillium. And okay. um, that's a flower bud there. Definitely it's going to open up and the petals are going to be maroon. And that's another one of those um, flowers that doesn't necessarily smell very good. It has black pollen, no nectar, um, but it's okay. kind of attracting flies and things like that. Okay. Oh, we can come over here on the right side. I see something yellow, and it's not the invasive species we saw before, but it's a violet. Pretty. So we have a number of native violets. They also have heart-shaped leaves. Um, they can be purpley, even kind of whitish, and this one happens to be the yellow violet. What about the pink flowers there? Those are the spring beauties that we oh. saw before in the lower grove, and because, I think because they're probably in this more protective area, they're a little more erect, they're a little taller okay. than we were when we saw them before. They yeah. have pink pollen. Do they Do also come in white? They kind of are a whitish color with pink stripes, but there can be variation. Oh, I so see. I think, if you look I think closely. that one over there looks more white. Yeah, and definitely that's, that's does. a spring beauty as well. Oh, mm -hmm. cool. Oh, we also have bed straw. So this got its name because it's sticky and people would put it in their mattresses. So it's kind of, uh, it's got six leaves and it whirls around the stem. So, right. um, they have really teeny tiny flowers that are white, so you don't really even notice the flowers. But you notice the kind of unique way the plant looks. It's on a stalk with these whirls of six all the way up, and it's sticky. So each of these plants will kind of stick to each other when they used to stuff them in mattresses. What we're seeing a lot of, if you look up from the forest floor into the shrub layer, mm -hmm. is this is honeysuckle, and oh. this is an invasive species. And um, so this is some of uh, what needs to be cleared in some of our parks um, is this honeysuckle because it's not allowing the sun to get down to the forest floor for those, you know, flowers to proliferate, the native flowers. And actually, you know, seeds are here. I mean, it's called a seed bank. So once you clear areas, you don't necessarily have to seed an area. Those seeds will have the right conditions that they can then germinate and grow. Well, that really helps with the diversity that we want. Exactly. And, you know, we're looking in an area here where we're kind of squatted down on the ground. We're, we, um, we're close to the ground. We're looking through and we see all these honeysuckles. But if we turn around, we can see that open area behind us. And you can see the difference that it makes a lot more. A lot more flowers. flowers. Mm -hmm. yeah. So here are some additional um, wildflowers that you'll also find in uh, the lower grove. And they're called trout lilies. And they're called trout lilies because if you look at the leaf, 
it's speckled just like a trout. Interesting. So this is definitely one of, again, I mentioned that a lot of them take a long time to grow. And this is one where it's going to take a good maybe eight to 10 years before this plant. Uh, and there's a colony of a bunch of these leaves here, but they're, it's going to take a while before there's two leaves. And then once there are two leaves, there's enough energy for that plant to um, send up a flower. And it's a beautiful white flower with yellow pollen that kind of Aww. looks like a star shape and kind of bends back. And it hangs down. And I actually don't see any right here right now, uh, but I have seen some in the lower grove that are already blossoming. Oh, nice. And if you ever walk in our parks and you see smoke, don't worry. <laughs> that probably means we're doing a prescribed burn. If you're walking in the parks and you see a stump that's kind of charred and blackened, um, that's probably because a, a prescribed burn went through here. We do prescribed burns because it's a natural thing for the habitats around here. The area that we're on right now in the park is kind of like an island uh, because we are in between two branches of the uh, DuPage River, the east and the west branch. And so we think this area was more, more wooded. However, the settlers, when they came, they did cut down the wood to build homes and things like that. Mm -hmm. But prairies are notorious for having wildflowers start by lightning, and we think even the Native Americans did it. And um, so even the woodlands benefit from getting rid of some of the leaf litter that's here and breaking it down even further so the native plants can grow. And then the non-native plants um, are not adapted as well to fire and they tend to die out. And so that's one of the techniques that we use uh, to help kind of help our native plants along. And here's one of those flowers for this lily. It definitely looks like a lily blossom. You can see how it's hanging down. Oh yeah. And it's got those oh, that's six beautiful. petals, isn't it gorgeous? And you notice there are two leaves there. So it hasn't didn't have enough energy until it got those two leaves. The flowers take a lot of water, a lot of nutrients to, to grow. <laughs> and we actually have right here some stalks of leaves uh, with a kind of uh, oblong or oval leaves starting. And that's Solomon's seal. Oh, sure. And it'll form a really big arch. Um, with those leaves on either side. Uh, underneath that stalk that arches over are a couple of um, hanging down bell-shaped flowers. And then those will turn to kind of bluish, blackish berries in the fall. Oh, nice. Very pretty. And for those of you listening who uh, live in Naperville, um, this is just one of the many activities that you can do. You know, taking a walk in the woods to look for wildflowers that... We encourage, um, this spring we have a campaign, Park It in Naperville, just encouraging people to take advantage of all the great activities that we have right here that you can do with your family and just get outside and enjoy nature and um, other things. And you can look on our website for more ideas. And we also wanted to mention that there's a great resource uh, at the Nature Center. It's a Take It With You brochure that um, pictures these wildflowers. And we'll also have more information on our episode webpage and links that you can, you can research if you'd like to learn more. Mm -hmm. There's lots of a uh, number of websites just for even Illinois, you know, that you can find out what species are in our area. Thank you for listening. 
The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.